0: To make the gym the healthcare of the future, mm-hmm. right? Like the and and um, that really—that's what it needs to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. It does, without a doubt. Like I would love to see in my lifetime for insurance to cover fitness. Like functional nice. movement prevents that, and I, I don't want to sound like a CrossFit Homer, um, but I'm just saying that, like movement in general. I don't care what you're doing; do something. I'm obviously going to tell you to do CrossFit, but just do something. Mm-hmm. And movement, just in terms of healthcare um they're almost synonymous Mm -hmm. right they really are yeah but just by coming in three to five days following the class programming having people push me um that's what i have found has because it it sharpens my mind right Mm -hmm. it makes me feel like that i'm being a good steward of my body and it helps me in all these other areas of my life but Mm -hmm. it hasn't gotten to the point to where it's concerning
1: yeah
2: this is a revolution to fight for truth fight for the people who trust us with their health and fight for research-backed action. This is a fight to purge basis trends and customs in healthcare. This is a revolution to change the steps of healthcare from reactive medicine to preemptive medicine. Our vision is to be the catalyst for a system of proactive healthcare versus reactive healthcare. This is Empathis Health. Hey guys, welcome to Impetus Health. My name is Sean Hiller, this is my wife Ellie, and we are with the man, Jake I'm gonna. So we're with Jake today, and um, Jake has a heck of a background in, um, in CrossFit athletics and fitness, and um, so he comes bearing the weapons um, of uh, tons of letters after his name, and I want to kind of tell what it is. So uh, Jake has a CrossFit level one certification. He's NSCA certified CrossFit powerlifting, CrossFit Olympic lifting. CrossFit Gymnastics, his um, OPEX, is that OPEX Sports Performance, I'm guessing? Uh, um, yeah.
0: OPEX Program Design, Assessment, and Nutrition, lifestyle, <laughs> all that kind of stuff.
2: So this is, it's awesome. He's got a heck of a knowledge in here. program design. Um, TPI level one and level two, and there was another one that he has forgotten. But <laughs> he's had in there somewhere um but Jake is knows a ton of stuff about fitness he's uh he owns a CrossFit lamb and a CrossFit gym he is the owner of welded fitness which is the athlete programming um for for individualized really program. ind- individualized programming yes and um, he's um, working on the in divinity as well so uh, Jake is a jack of many trades and um, I would love to pick his mind we're gonna talk today with Jake about kind of how he feels about fitness and how it kind of blends with healthcare as well, but I'm hoping one day on the, on the podcast we can talk to him about energy systems because so I consider Jake an expert in energy systems and I would love to get into that. So, just kind of coming right off the bat, um, Jake, I would like the first question I'd like to ask you is really how did you kind of get hooked into fitness? How did you get into the life of fitness?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, God, that's a that's a really not long story, but I'll, I'll try <laughs> to make it short. Um, I just always played sports growing up, like just mm-hmm. as a kid like, lived in the summers at the ballpark and at the winters, like, was just doing, you know, uh, baseball, was playing soccer, was playing basketball. Was played playing, soccer? Yeah, just, I mean, really, it was anything. I never played football when I was younger, but it was just anything that I could kinda get into. I just, I loved it. Uh, my dad was a really good baseball and basketball player. Uh, One state in high school for Grissom on both teams, and had a chance as a pitcher to go on and, and do some stuff, and so, um, right. that i just kind of gravitated towards those two but i'm terrible at basketball like i, I was a I was a good baseball player um when i when i did it but basketball just like hand-eye coordination for me and just like it's <laughs> not it's not there um so anyways with that going into high school i wrestled and played football and those were like my That's two impressive. sports and so uh, after I got out of high school, though, I, I just really kind of let myself go for like a year or uh, maybe a year and a half or two years and was just like, you know, putting on some weight, was just living kind of a lifestyle that I was just like, man, I don't know how there just wasn't much there for me. Right? Yeah. And so I was like, OK, well, I got to find something. Mm-hmm. And so I was at a PT clinic working at the time as a, a physical therapist tech. So, you know, I was taking, and at that time, I had gone to the Y, like, I I was going to the Y, really just woke up one day and was just like, I gotta do something. So, like, I just started working out two times a day, Um, because I knew that that,
2: do you think from all that, do you think you're kind of maybe burnt out a little bit from doing all that in high school, and then you just wanted to take some time off?
0: Yeah, um, to a degree, I would say yes, because, um, and this is not like, I just had a coach at the time in high school that... I don't think he intentionally meant to do it, Mm -hmm. but he really wrapped up people's worth and identity like in their performance, Uh, right? And I was a very average performer on everything that I did. Like Mm -hmm. in wrestling, um, like really should have gone to the state tournament and just had a match that a guy I beat nine times out of 10, right, and just Mm -hmm. that one time he beat me. And like when that happened, it was just like, that was a real struggle for me. I think I was looking to compensate, right? And so when I got out of that environment, and I didn't have sort of those external factors pushing me, I just let it all go, right? Like I just didn't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. But then I took ownership of it and I was like, okay, I just, I gotta do something. So like I literally started waking up at 5 a.m. and I would go up to the uh, old track and like, I would do sprints in the dark, like on the yeah. football field. like. I would go to the Y, throw on a weight vest, I'd run stairs for half an hour. because mm-hmm. We did that in wrestling all the time. And I would do little circuits that I would make up at the YMCA that would look a lot like CrossFit, but I had no idea what that was at the time. Yeah. And so while I was a PT tech, uh, yeah, a guy there, physical therapy, he was like, dude, you really need to try this CrossFit stuff out. Like, it looks like you're doing some similar stuff anyways, try it out. So I went on, I looked, first workout was Murph, I did Murph. And then um, <laughs> wow. I didn't I didn't finish, obviously. Like I, I tried to do it um, at the YMCA on like a janky pull-up bar and uh, <laughs> like it was it was really bad. Um, and run the mile on a treadmill and all that kind of thing. So, oh man. Anyways, um, I did that and uh, like from that moment forward it was just like, all right, I'm hooked. Like literally two weeks later, uh went and got an L1 with uh, a couple smokes. of buddies and um, the PT who introduced me to it. And um, yeah, then from there, reached out to CrossFit Huntsville. I think I'd started working out there like for a couple months first. Okay. And then once I got my L1, uh, I told him, I said, just, hey, I reached out to Russell Berger at the time and uh, excuse my, uh, the manager of CrossFit Huntsville and the owner of it. And I just reached out to him and said, hey, if y'all ever go out of town or anything like that, like I just got my L1, um, like, let me know. I'd love to cover some classes just if y'all ever need it. Yeah. Right? Uh, and he just came back right away and was like, you want a job? <laughs> and I was like, well, how much are you gonna pay me? And, well, I, I didn't even say that. I would have done it for free. Mm-hmm. But he was like, we'll pay you $20 class. I was class. Yeah. Like, and at that time in my life, I was like, I make it. <laughs> I'm like, this is it, like, I don't. I, I can drop out of school, I can pay for everything at $20 wow. a class.
1: Optimistic an attitude.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, when you're that young and you don't, aren't making right, money, like, yeah. and you're working for minimum wage for, right. you know, and I was in mm-hmm. school at the time too, but still, it was just like, I can coach for three hours and make sixty bucks. Yeah,
2: God. and it's something you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so you went in hard and fast. So as soon as you really kind of touched on that, you're, and you're still in high school at this point, or just after? No, that was after. I was I was okay. like twenty
0: years old. Okay. Yeah.
2: Then you went in, and what year was that exactly? Uh,
0: that would have been two thousand nine. So okay. Two thousand eight or two thousand nine. One of two. Yeah.
2: And pretty quickly after that, you went to regionals.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so we had um, like CrossFit Huntsville. It was the first year. So, they did sectionals before they did regionals. Okay. Right? And I competed in sectionals. was just a couple spot shy. That was the first competition that Rich Froning ever competed in. And oh, I wow. I competed with him. And, That's I mean, awesome. he just, like, smoked everyone. I mean, it was right. just like, there was yeah. one workout that was squat snatches. And at that time, no one knew how to do that kind of stuff. Uh, Except like, for Rich. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, we were doing handstand push-ups again. It's the side of a building. And there was this, oh, like, you oh, would drop the you would drop the weights and they would dig into the ground. So like by the time in the last round for snatches, you're doing like a deficit snatch for it was, it was just- Oh my goodness, man. It was such a different, it was such a different sport back then. Um, but anyways, I missed out on sectionals by close Coast as an individual. CrossFit Huntsville had a team go for regionals. I was on that. Uh, yeah. And so, okay, uh,
2: and you went that year, the mm-hmm. next year, the next year? like and <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and then we had two years uh, as I went as an individual. So that was the first year they ever did the Open. I went as an individual that year and qualified. And then the second year, I uh, went as an individual and qualified. And that was my best year. And then the fourth year would have been my best year. I hurt my back leading up to it. And that was like a real pivotal moment in my life. But I still went uh, with CrossFit Embrace because I quit working at CrossFit, so I with CrossFit Embrace in Dothan and uh, went with them on their regional team, and I guess that would have been 2013, 2012 or 2013. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So that's, yeah,
2: you got in hard and fast when you were in, you went all in. So mm-hmm. how did, during that time, when you were doing all that, and you were kind of getting into it, when did you start getting really interested into training athletes, uh-huh. and programming, and kind of diving into the science of some of that?
0: Yeah, um, that was, <clears throat> I always really enjoyed, like obviously when I first started, there wasn't a lot, like now, you can find resources for training, like, Either. yeah it's all like over you can go on the internet right. and find 20 different courses on the on like a niche topic yeah. too yeah. like on gymnastics training or on and back then there just wasn't any of that really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and so they started doing you know the crossfit like specialty certifications and seminars and stuff like that and so that's what me and a buddy of mine dennis Barry, who's a phenomenal coach um He's a CrossFit L4. Like, he went a oh, lot. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and he was an oh, L2 goodness. when they first had L2s. He was just, he was Dang. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and him would go, and we would just like pick a weekend. And, you know, for a year or two there, we went to as many certifications as we could go to. Okay. And just that really kind of, I guess, um, for lack of a better term, like, wet the whistle for it, right? Where it was just kind of like, okay, this is really interesting. And for me at the time, it was like, as an athlete, I wanted to find the edge, yeah. right? Like, because I was still in the compete mode, and it was like, I want to find the best possible way. So you're doing this right? to apply
2: to your performance. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. And I was coaching athletes in group settings, but I didn't start coaching athletes, athletes, until after I went to um, I went to an OPEC seminar. And at the time, again I'm not trying to give too much background, but like at yeah. the time <laughs> there were no blogs for training. Right? Like it was like you did the workout of the day mm-hmm. and that was it, because you thought that if you did more than one workout a day you were going to die. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you were like, There's no, no, you can't because that was not the methodology. The methodology was three on one off, yep, and you do one workout a day, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what so many people did. But then, um, OPT was the first person who really had like a blog dedicated to like training, and where like all these athletes would go to this blog and they would follow the workouts there, and mm-hmm. that's where you'd enter your scores. And it was different training, it right. was energy system stuff, it was skills, it was drills, and that was the first time. So when I saw that, I was like, I think they're on to something here, and they had a lot of really good athletes too. Yeah. And um, that's when I decided to go get uh, a certification for OPT out in Arizona. He had moved to Arizona and become OPEX, he was in Canada. And when I went out there, that was really a pivotal point for me in seeing that individual design had so much value for someone who had a specific goal in mind, mm-hmm. like wanting to compete. And that was yeah. really when the, the delineation between fitness and sport, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. how you train for both of those became pretty clear in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was when I started getting into, okay, let me try to, at the time, I really I don't even think I charge for it. I think I just grabbed some people <laughs> and was just like, hey, do y'all wanna like, can I just like use you as my guinea pig? Yeah. Like, can you just let me program for you? And like, let's see how this goes. And we just started doing it, and that's how we did it. <laughs> just to apply um, what you learned. Yeah, I love right. that. And so, yeah, that's when I first started, and that would have been uh, 2011 okay yeah. right
1: yeah well jake is my my coach for crossfit and mm-hmm. it's it, he does an incredible job so it's it's really cool to see how you can program for a gym and then also program so totally different for an individual so that mm-hmm. like keeps me on my toes <laughs> yeah i know um okay so what are some aspects of how the world presents or does fitness that you like
2: it's a good segue where you went to from the high school stuff too. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. It's um, man, it, this was a really hard. Qu- this one and and the next one that, that we'll yeah. get to. These were hard questions for me um, in terms of what the world does right. For fitness. Maybe I'm a pessimist. I just don't think they're doing much. right. Um, and that's. You don't like really, Julie
1: Michaels?
0: Well, that's one it's you know. Um, I'm kidding. What they're, I think, I, I want to say what we're doing right is maybe, just maybe, we're starting to get to a point where we're seeing fitness is vital to health. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, I really hope that we're getting to that point, but there's still just a lot of work that has to be done on that end. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but I do think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I really wish I had a better answer. What do y'all think? It's a broad... What do y'all think some of them, or some, like, the fitness is doing I, good right I now? I mean,
1: it's a broad topic. It's hard.
0: To... I think one of
2: the things that um, I... That, just in general, in the 90s when I grew up in early 2000s, it wasn't a thing. Like mm-hmm. people didn't even think about going to the gym and really working, it really wasn't after that. Especially where I grew up, we didn't get anything. We didn't even have it next to a gym. It was just right. a school gym. Um, so I think one way a positive change has happened is that fitness is on such the forefront. Everybody does something whether they're doing the the good stuff the right stuff maybe they're doing something totally wrong who knows at least they're doing something yeah so i think that's a positive aspect but really that's that's the number one thing i can think of and as far as like what we're talking about a lot is how do we build out fitness to be the ground floor of all of healthcare? Mm -hmm. and it's not there at all no but how do we shift it to get there but yeah i'm kind of with you like There's a lot of misinformation out there on it and no one really knows where to get the good information from Mm -hmm. and that's sad
0: Yeah, but I think that's also that's gonna be a a trend in our society moving forward and just by everything right with over information now it's gonna be one of those things where it's gonna, like, it's not gonna be finding information, it's gonna be finding the right, the right information. information. How do you, and yeah. then you delineate the like, two, yeah. Now when you got Amazon, you, anyone can write a book <laughs> and put it out there, anyone can do anything that, like, mm-hmm. anyone can be an expert just because they have a big following on Instagram, it doesn't mean that they've done it for 30 years and have the proof to back it up and mm-hmm. have like, you know, serious yeah. social proof. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so yeah, that's gonna be so.
1: I'm gonna rephrase this, I don't okay. really like the way it's worded, but like, what do you think is the biggest fault in, what the main like fitness industry is pushing, like, in terms of, yeah.
0: God, y'all. <laughs> um, I really do. I I have a real. I don't want to say problem. I don't want to sound like such a uh, <laughs> <you> know, a,
1: <laughs>
0: a jackhole, but um.
1: But you're obviously doing your own like a very specific thing through CrossFit. So like, right. what what makes you like want to do that rather than just the trend of the? Fitness that's world. a
0: good. That's a good. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to put it. Uh, so for me, what, here's the thing, why I'm doing CrossFit and why I do Welded Fitness, so why mm-hmm. I own CrossFit Lehman and why I own Welded Fitness, I keep both of those things separate because I think that they both have a ton of value, but they have a ton of value for different kind of people, mm-hmm. right? I think that group classes and stuff like that, um, For I just think there's so much good that comes from being a mm-hmm. like-minded people and having a tribe yeah. right? of yeah. people that you're going to come into every day, they're going to expect you to be there if you're not there, they're going to find out why you're not there yeah. um, and in a, in a day and age where we're just lacking so much connection it provides true human connection on a daily yeah. basis right? Um, and a lot of people need that and then I have the individual design because there are so many special cases where people need individualization like they and they're willing you know obviously individual design like that's more expensive than a group class but that's because you have one person whose sole dedication is to figure out what you need and give it to you Mm -hmm. right and hold you accountable to it and um you know so like if i have someone who's let's say like just 200 pounds overweight right and like they've never done fitness before but they're like I've got to make a change or I'm going to die right Mm -hmm. like they come to that realization and they're like I've got to make a change I just have a hard time being okay with throwing them into a group class like that's not what they need best right what they Mm -hmm. need best is they need to be with me Two times a week for thirty minutes, and we just need to sit on the rower and have them move and have them talk to me for half an hour for a couple months. Yeah, and then after that, we can start getting into let's learn how to squat. Yeah, okay, go get a dog. So you just walk down the <laughs> like you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and those special cases, or for someone who just has really specific goals like sport. Yeah. right. Things mm-hmm. um, something like sport that needs different. Because they're not just training to be healthy. They're training to be at peak physical performance. Right. And that requires a completely different approach. Um, so that's why I do what I do. And that's why I just, um, you know, I, I, I guess with social media, it's really hard nowadays to, to delineate between... Top performers and the average human being, yeah. and I think that's Definitely. one of the biggest issues. Mm-hmm. Is that people go on Instagram and if they hear about CrossFit, they're gonna follow Matt Fraser, they're gonna follow Tia Toomey, they're gonna follow, and they're gonna see what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they're gonna think that's CrossFit, and therefore that's what I need to do. Yeah, right. right. If they're, in and that's just that couldn't be any further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one of the ways where I don't like. Um, yeah. Yeah. If it yeah. pushing in that regard. And, and they're not pushing it. That's just kind of the way it's going. I will then. That.
2: that really, I'm going to go to this question right here further down. But I, so what do you think? I know mean, I, I was asked this the other day and I was, trying to figure out how to answer it the best way. But um, someone asked me, what do I think is kind of the sweet spot for health? Like mm. you're not sitting on, the, sitting on the couch doing nothing. You're not CrossFit Games champion. Yeah. From a mental and physical and spiritual aspect, yeah. where, where do you feel that sweet spot is for someone who's doing this stuff to live their healthiest and their, their, really their best life?
0: Yeah, that's a, <clears throat> uh, man, it's so funny that you asked that. I was thinking, um, maybe it was last night, you know, First uh, Timothy 4.6 says that mm. while physical training is of some value, godliness is a value in all ways, yeah. right? Holding promise for the present life and for the life to come. Mm-hmm. And so what Paul's doing there is he's delineating and saying like physical training is of some value because it only holds value for this life. Mm-hmm. Godliness is a value because it has promise for this life and for eternity Eternity, and so I think what you see there is you see that Paul saying like that physical training is really more of a handmaiden or a servant to the training for godliness Hmm. and in other words like however physical training can support the training of godliness that's how it should be used Mm -hmm. okay and not any other way Um, and I think that that like for me that is something that I'm trying to figure out what that looks like and I really think like for me right now in this season of my life it looks like three to five days a week of an hour workout with a group class, mm-hmm. yeah. like yep. that's it. Like I don't need any more than that. Now, it, and and I'll make the caveat that it needs to be CrossFit. It doesn't need to be three to five days a week of running for thirty minutes. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It needs to be three to five days of functional movements, high intensity, yeah. right, um, with a constant variance. And because I've just found that you know having done this now for. 11, 12 years, however long it's been, I can maintain actually a really not high level, but a good, like a good level of fitness with only three to five days. Yeah. yeah. Like I can still go out there and th- this is not impressive by any means, but I can still go out there and do five to 10 muscle ups. Yeah. Right? And I haven't done them in a month. Yeah. Right. Like I don't need to be trying to hit those every week because I'm not training for that anymore. Right. Yeah. But just by coming in three to five days, following the class programming, Having people push me—that's um, what I have found, has, because it it sharpens my mind, right? Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like that I'm being a good steward of my body, and it helps me in all these other areas of my life. But mm-hmm. it hasn't gotten to the point to where it's consuming.
1: Yeah, right. That's good point.
0: But that's different from. I want to make sure I make the caveat that it's completely different. That doesn't mean that someone who feels like they they're called to use fitness as a ministry or as a platform should follow that, right? Mm-hmm. For them no you need to be in the gym three hours right because right. that's your calling like that's what you feel like God's gifted you to do and to use the platform for him right um, and so so but again that just essentially a
1: like how it however physical training best supports what you feel like your' calling is is that what you're saying yeah Basically,
0: godliness like, right right, right. Yeah. um mm-hmm.
1: and I guess like I just noticed like going through college and stuff like working out made me a better student and yeah working out made me a better friend and and, and in some regards there's some areas where it I got very selfish, but you know, I, I just feel like when you are taking care of yourself, you can give more
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Without a doubt. Um, and
1: that's a yeah. principle. So. Yeah.
2: yeah. I was just curious about that. That's a lot that we're trying to dive into. Like I think Lindy Barber had a post the other day about how she, um, about some of the issues she had with her body while she was really, really competing at yeah. times. Did y'all see that post? I you don't know. Well, I think somebody else reposted but it. They just talking about how she really struggled with just looking at herself.
1: Hmm. kind of yeah.
2: after like it was it was tough for her and she was you know top of the chain right. top of the but she still had these mental type of approaches to what was going on so and that's something i was talking the other day about like on one end of the spectrum if you can approach your health um from a healthy men- mental standpoint like hey i'm happy with how I look but i'm not i'm not 300 pounds i'm not right. i'm just in a bad place my blood markers aren't everywhere like I'm actually healthy and I'm happy with where i'm at yeah um, so I love that answer because i really the physical and mental all pertain to the spiritual mm-hmm. and how you feel in that aspect.
1: Um, yeah. okay. I'm going to ask this one. <laughs> what do you think is the connection between fitness and healthcare?
0: Oh man. Yeah. Um, God, that's such a good question. And I just, um, I w- like that is one thing that I would love. I don't, I really don't think it'll happen, uh, in my lifetime anyways, but I would just love for, I think, uh, I don't care for active life. Um, yeah, they're kinda, they, they just they make posts that are just
1: meant to kind of
0: trigger. Yeah, trigger, yeah. Um, I agree. But anyways, um, but they do. You know, their goal is to make the gym the healthcare of the future, mm-hmm. right? Like the and and um, that yeah. really that's what it needs to be. Like yeah. it does without a doubt. Like I would love to see in my lifetime for insurance to cover fitness. Like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that, I just think that. I you're a physical therapist, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you understand, like, you know the cost that it is for someone to go to PT three times a week for three to four months oh, after yeah. surgery, oh, right? Yeah. Like, in I'm sorry, CrossFit prevents that. Right? Functional movement prevents that, and I, I don't want to sound like a CrossFit Homer, um, but I'm just saying that, like, movement in general. I don't care what you're doing, do something. I'm obviously going to tell you do CrossFit, but just do something. Mm-hmm. And, and movement, just in terms of healthcare. Um, they're almost synonymous, Mm -hmm. right? They really are.
2: Yeah, I I think the good thing about it though, because I'm I'm totally with you, like fitness needs to be the ground floor Mm of healthcare. The cool part about it though, is if somebody hears that, the whole system doesn't have to change for one person to adopt that Mm -hmm. system. Mm So if they can say, man, they're really making a good point. I need to make fitness my bottom floor. Yeah. And then any little nagging things that come up, they're much more easily addressed, right. like from cardiovascular and you know any type of standpoint yeah. like that. So I'm totally with you. I don't know if we'll ever see the the great shift toward it, right. but I think we'll see a lot of the population hopefully shift toward it because they see it.
0: Yeah, and, and I think we're in such a state right now of healthcare in our country, where like, you really just need to do the math. Like You need to figure out, okay, if it let's say an average CrossFit gym membership is 150, like if you want to approach it purely logical, CrossFit gym membership average 150 dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, over a year it's like less than 2,000 dollars, I think. And yeah, you, right. One surgery, and then four <laughs> months of PT. Oh, like gosh. Well, yeah. What's that gonna cost you? And what kind of a toll mentally? What kind of time is it gonna take away from your life? Mm-hmm. Work. Yeah. Or like, how important is it for you to be able? To go out and play with your kids, But mm-hmm. like how much does that cost you? Yeah, how much does that work to you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know that that kind of stuff, um, people just we don't they don't make that connection. Right. Yeah, right. I wish they did.
2: And hopefully, we'll be able to connect that to insurance because insurance companies they want to save money too. Right, And, if they, can start exactly. to see and that, they would. Yeah, things start yeah. to see that we might see that trend start to change. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, so I think we covered a lot of what we want to ask. Yeah, you want to ask the, the end question? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we end every podcast with these questions, but. What is something that you're doing right now that's making your life better? And it can be in any sector of of life.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, this will probably be the prototypical answer for maybe um, a good bit of people. But for me, it's just having time set aside in the morning. Um, That's been something that's been really consistent for me as of late um, for prayer and for just getting the word and just being with Jesus. Um, That has been... uh, huge for me like it it reminds me um you know I have a lot going on on my plate about have a lot more in a couple weeks um Mm -hmm. with the school and stuff starting back up um and I'm to the point now to where like every day I just kind of I have so much that I just kind of have to be like all right Jesus I don't know what you want me to do today but I'm just gonna follow you because that's all I can think about um that's a good you know, it's a, it's a place. hard place to be, but that's a that's a good place to be. Yeah. So that's that's the one thing I think that I do that without it, uh, a lot of things would fall apart. Nice. see. Yeah.
1: So on the same vein, kind of, what is one thing that you're not doing that you know cognitively would make your life better?
0: This, I'm going to sound like such a hypocrite right now for what I for everything <laughs> that I just. Said, no, you're honest. Right? It's but joy. I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm being completely honest. The past, like especially probably the past month, I just my, I need to work out more. <laughs> like, yeah. bottom line, I need to be more consistent in my workouts, yeah. and um, I need to I need to commit to that three to five times yeah. a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a lot easier when I was on the floor coaching, right? Because it Correct. was kind of like. There was just this expectation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like you, you you have to do you know when you're um, the CEO, yeah, you can just do well, whatever. That's the thing. <laughs> when you sit behind a desk all day and you stare at a computer and no one really like, it's just easier to um your head in a book it's just easier to kind of be detached from that yeah mm-hmm. uh so anyways i just yeah that's the biggest thing i gotta be working on more
1: that's a good that's a good
0: idea. um
1: all right i this was my favorite one one quote to go out on. i don't
0: like this question <laughs> i don't i'm sorry i don't okay, like it okay Okay.
1: related to fitness
0: related to fitness, anything yeah. anything worse what's your so, i'm fi- trying to
1: give him like specifics
0: okay for me it would probably be you quote, quoted
1: something the other day
0: and this will probably be the same one, because yeah. like, anyone can ask me that about anything, and it's only going to be the quote that comes to mind. I know I what you're going to say. Go. Okay, what am I going to say? Systems. Oh, huh, no, you oh, fall oh, to the yeah. level of your no, I'm not going to say that. That's, a, say that's that. a good, I have, heard, I have said that's oh. a really good quote. It is. Okay, uh, and in quote? terms of business, that would be probably. Yes. The
1: uh, quote is, you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level mm-hmm. of
0: your systems. Right. Um, I think for me it would just be how you do anything is how you do everything Mm. right that's that's one that has stuck with me A lot and uh, definitely don't always live up to it, uh, but that's one that I try yeah. to keep in mind. I like
1: that. Yeah, I like it too. Cool.
2: Well, man, yeah. thanks for being on. Thanks yeah. for doing this. I want Jay. to have you on again talk about energy systems. I yeah, really absolutely. do badly. I will but, make a
1: little plug CrossFit Laminin has really changed my life. Mine and too. My husband and I met there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great community, and if you're just looking for a place to work out three to five times a week, CrossFit Laminin is, is incredible. It um, is. Run by really great people. So,
0: yeah. Well, um, as cool. much as We've done for y'all. Y'all have done just that much for us. So, um, and I mean that—it's a, it's a, it's a tribe, and so it—it yeah. um, it definitely, yeah, yeah.
1: Is a family. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being All on right. here, dick Thanks, there guys. guys. Done. <sighs>